Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to In For A Penny. I'm Josh Gersler, a personal... <laughs> I'm, doing your, I'm doing your one. I'm Josh Gersler, a financial planner at the Orchard Practice and I'm joined by financial... <laughs> Hard, isn't it? No, it's only because I'm used to your script. Okay. Go on, you take over. Go okay, on. so that was Josh Gersler doing his first intro, possibly his last. But this voice you can hear in your ears is me. You know, your old friend, Mark Schoffman. I'm a freelance personal finance journalist. But you'd know that already if you've been listening regularly. You have joined us on episode six of our mortgage special, where we've been discussing the property market, the home buying process, and... Um, how to get a mortgage. But now, well, let's just let me run through what we discussed previously in case you've I missed. You just tried that. I have tried that. Where we've discussed. Not easy, is it, Mark? <laughs> where we've discussed. Where we have discussed the home buying process, the mortgage process, deposits and loan to value, how to repay your mortgage and mortgage options. And now it's the final episode in this series on mortgages. And we are going to talk about why you need a mortgage broker. Sounds great, Mark. So before we do that. Yeah. How are you getting on at the gym? I'm getting on right. I want to talk to you about the gym actually because they've got this new rule, which I think is a bit weird. Yeah. Where if you one about the cancellation, yeah, you have to cancel four hours before a session. Yeah. Otherwise, you get a black mark. I don't know the color of a mark. Yeah. Your, um, I've got an email about that. And if you do it three times in a row, then you're stopped from booking other sessions. Yeah. And I can understand the thinking because they're thinking well we're trying to stop people being lazy make sure they come to the gym so they'll feel bad about cancelling and also it means i thought um, it was about making sure bases aren't wasted in classes yeah but how often are classes booked up um i've been to i've been to class for a few weeks but i've been to spinning which was full yeah that's the one i've been to with you pump is it called yeah that seems quite full Exactly, but they're full, which seems to me to say people are still getting in. That's yeah, a good, good point. It's not like people aren't going. Yeah. They must be happening at other times of the day. Yeah. But I find if, I ever, if I've ever booked a class and cancelled it, the system hasn't recognised I've cancelled it, and it's sent me an email saying, we missed you, and you didn't come to your class. Yeah. So they need to work on that technology. Should we name this gym so they can improve? This is pure gym. <laughs> but it is pure gym, correct. It is a bit like, it makes you feel like a naughty teenager though, because you do get those emails and then you feel bad. I wouldn't bad. know, I was always a good, uh, always a good, a good teenager. Are you, finding, are you feeling fit and healthy? Is it working for you? I think it's working. Yeah, good. Yeah, you're I can last good. longer during the day. You're good, you're looking yeah. good, you're looking Thank healthy. You. I'm trying. Although I, um, I went on Sunday morning for a little run on the treadmill, yeah. and I've pulled a calf muscle, so I'm probably going to have to pull Your out own calf my, muscle. my own, so I'm probably going to have to miss football tonight. Oh my goodness, so when you say tonight, obviously people could be listening at any time. But it's, uh, I would be playing tonight. Okay. Tonight? Yeah. Okay. If you're listening on a Sunday, Josh only plays on a Tuesday. Correct. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you for your... <laughs> That's why you started your, uh, Yeah. So, on with the show. On with the show. So, mortgage advisors, mortgage brokers. So, you've obviously got a little bit of a vested interest in this because you are a mortgage advisor. Yeah, but you know I'm always impartial. So, let me tell you about my journey because as a personal finance journalist, for me... I'm very much about being able to sort your finances yourself. Yeah. So and I think that's one of the reasons we do this podcast, yeah. so people can make their own decisions where they need to. And I've often had that, in the past, I had that approach to mortgages as well. I thought, well, there's plenty of comparison websites. There's 
um, affordability calculators where you can see how much you could get. And there's mortgage calculators where you can see what the repayments are. So you can do a lot of this graft on your own. Why pay a mortgage broker to do it for you? Thought you were going to tell us about your journey. In my journey, that is what I've always thought. So when and then I arranged my own five-year fix in 2013. Is that the one you were unhappy with in the previous episode? That's the one at the time Mark Carney said interest rates were about to go up and <laughs> okay. then didn't. And then I happened to change my job. That was when I was working full-time, but then when I was became self-employed and I actually had less time, which was strange because I was pretty sure going freelance would give me more time, but I found running my own business gave me less time to be searching for mortgage products. And then I did use a mortgage broker. Okay, so tell us about that experience. Of using a mortgage broker. No, should I tell you about actually the experience of not using a mortgage yeah. broker? Because since 2014... Yeah, just answer a different question. Go for it. <laughs> since 2014, there have been new rules called the, under the Mortgage Market Review where banks have to do strict affordability tests and right. interest rates stress tests, which we've spoken about in previous episodes. So as part, I, this was my first experience of this. So I had to get all my documents, such as pay slips and bank statements already and then I had to have a grueling two hour or so interview with the bank I think it was about it felt like two hours probably was where they would ask about all those expenses but also other weird things like how often you go out to eat your um what you think your childcare expenses will be in the future it sort of felt quite personal um and then after all that they came back and um were a bit cagey about how much I wanted to lend and then I actually wrote kind of a snooty email as a personal finance journalist for a well-known newspaper website and then the mortgage strangely got approved felt did feel like a long-winded process and i appreciate this as a long-winded answer to what you're saying compared with (laughs) compared with then compared with then when i went through a mortgage broker yeah which for the interests of disclosure was you and we sat and had a chat for about half an hour or so maybe in your office i got a cup of coffee i didn't have to make myself which i did previously and you just asked for all my income, pay slips kind of stuff. And then you went off and just did all the stuff for me and came back with some mortgages. And then we got one approved. I just had to send some further information and then it happened. So you've been on both sides of the, um, both sides of what is it? The fence. Both sides of the fence. The do-it-yourself fence Thank and the broker much. fence. And sounds like the mortgage advisor option was easier. But has that put you off doing it yourself in future or so would you next time come back to a mortgage advisor or would you like to try and do it yourself i think i would come back to a mortgage advisor because i think it saves time and i think that's one of the key things it's for a lot of people it's time so i remember when i um first bought my house i used to mow the lawn in the garden yeah because i can mow the lawn why not but then it got to a stage where I had less and less time to do it and I wasn't doing it a great job of it. And so I decided to pay a gardener to do it for me. So that freed up my time and the garden looked nicer. Similar thing for a lot of people. Yes, you may be able to do it yourself, but do you want to do it? Is it worth your time and effort to do it? And will you do it to the level of a professional? And some people will and some people won't. Everything's personal. So I think the first thing to make clear is I am impartial on this. If people can do things themselves, I would much rather they did it themselves and save their money and spent it on themselves and their family. But this is for people that either can't or don't want to do it themselves. So um, some people are financially 
uh, I don't want to say illiterate, but financially less confident. So they come to us, they don't really understand what's going on, and we make the process as simple as possible. So whereas you had a two-hour interview with uh, someone in the bank, and you might have had to wait a week or two for that appointment, we will sit with people for half an hour to an hour in our office, have a cup of coffee and a biscuit, have a chat, a very informal, friendly chat, and get all the information during that conversation. There's no uh, awkward questions, there's no tricks. We want to get the facts so that we know exactly what we're dealing with. Once we've got all that information, we will then search the market for the best deal for that individual because not everyone fits every lender that's another reason to use a mortgage advisor so some people don't like being rejected i hate being yeah Yeah. it's like high school all over again there you go and i have had clients who come to me say well i needed a mortgage i went to the high street i went into the first bank they rejected me i went just went down down the high street getting rejected and rejected does that affect your credit report as well it affects your credit score correct and they weren't doing anything wrong. Their circumstances were absolutely fine, but it only fitted. they only fit with certain lenders. So one thing a mortgage advisor will do is they will know which clients fit with which lenders and go to that lender straight away to avoid any of their risk of hassle and rejection. So I guess that helps if you have, you know, if you're a special circumstance or have different, different kind of non-traditional income because okay, banks quite like, a lot of banks have this computer says no mentality where right. everything's got to tick a box. Whereas if you can talk to someone who has more specialisms and knows knows actually the market, you can target the right areas. Exactly. And also we have contacts in different banks. So we can have a conversation with someone rather than a computer and say, look, this doesn't quite fit your criteria, but do you think you can um, prove this based on whatever circumstances we tell them so we get a bit of flexibility dealing with dealing with lenders um because we are being balanced here there there are downsides as well of using a mortgage advisor you'll have to pay this is what has always confused me a bit because mortgage broker gets a procurement fee which is a commission from a lender yeah and at the same time i'd also charge a fee for the service why should why should they get paid twice you say get paid twice but that doesn't mean the amount is double and I think that's the key point here. So if um, you have to pay what you think is a fair amount for the services you are receiving. Now, the most important thing to point out about the commission is that that has no impact whatsoever on the individual's mortgage. The lender pays a commission out of their profits and it's not out of the individual's. So if you didn't go to the mortgage advisor and you went direct to the lender, your deal would be, the assuming it's the same deal, the fact that it's paying commission would not cost you any more. Then, so as I said, it's not that you're, they're getting paid twice. They're getting paid to do a job. So we charge our fee to arrange the mortgage, which is a small amount. And then the, the commission or the procuration fee tops that up. What if the mortgage doesn't go free? So different, um, we don't get your procuration fee from the lender. You have spent time working on it for your client. So I think it depends on why it doesn't go through. Some people won't refund the fee. They'll say that's tough luck. We will refund the fee as long as it's for reasons um, we were aware of. Okay, So it's something we could have controlled. So I had a case once where I asked the client if there was any issues. No, we applied for the mortgage and it turned out they were bankrupt. It got declined. Well, the client knew that and they tried to conceal that from me. Yeah. So we'd spent hours working on it, didn't refund the fee. We've had other examples where 
Um, it's been a very tough ask to get the mortgage. We gave it a go. It didn't happen. We refunded the fee. Okay, that's nice. On the flip side of that argument is you pay a fee for a service. So yes, it's going to cost you something. Hopefully the benefits will outweigh the costs. When you use a mortgage advisor, they're making a recommendation. Okay. And this has to be based on the best deal for you. The mortgage advisor is working for you, not for the bank or for the lender. So obviously, if if it's one for a bank, they're going to only offer their own products. So it limits your scope. Yeah, I think that's an important point, actually. If you go into a bank and you speak to their mortgage advisor, they can only see if you fit a mortgage they are offering, opposed to someone who looks at all other lenders. Um, A mortgage advisor has to have a qualification, a mortgage qualification, and have a duty of care to act in your best interest. Where can you check if your mortgage advisor is qualified? There isn't actually at the moment a register to check them. There is talk of it if the FCA, of the Financial Conduct Authority, listing all mortgage advisors. Um, But you should check that the firm you're dealing with is on the FCA register because you do hear stories about crooked mortgage advisors still practicing somewhere along the line. And I say crooked mortgage advisors, you know, there's there's crooks in every field on if you take out a mortgage via a mortgage advisor and for whatever reason it turns out that it wasn't in your best interest and they didn't do the right thing by you, you have recourse. You can complain to the firm, to the FCA, to the financial ombudsman. If you make a mistake yourself, you've got no comeback. Is, is there a difference between a high street mortgage broker and online ones? Because it's been an emergence of a lot of online mortgage advice brands. There a difference? Yeah, between, yes. But I think every firm will try and give you their own experience some people will fit better with one type of model we're quite old-fashioned we like to meet our clients we like to have a very personal relationship with them we don't just want to be the other end of a computer screen um but i think nowadays some people are quite happy to do things via the telephone some people are happy to do things online so there is a difference but it depends what suits your your needs i think with money people like to have that personal touch also um, a mortgage advisor can help you make other important such as how to protect yourself and your mortgage things like life insurance critical illness cover income protection i think we're going to be talking about that in the next series so i won't cover it today but it you won't get that if you go direct to a you won't get that by doing the mortgage yourself so a bank wouldn't offer that to you they would offer it to you i'm not talking about going to a bank but you won't get that advice Oh, I see. Well, in fact, should we rephrase that? Well, a bank would would only have a limited range. Bank will offer their own. Again, they'll offer their own products as opposed to other things from the market. Should you be tempted though, if if you're with if you have a current account with your bank, some of them will offer you preferential rates to get a mortgage with them. How tempted should you be to go for that? You should explore it definitely, but don't just take it just because they've offered it. You've got to look at what's out there as well. But for some people. Um, money is not important and they don't mind spending a bit more for less hassle. And they'll just say, you know what, I'll just stick with my bank. I don't care if I pay £50 a month more or 500 Most people, every penny counts and they're better off exploring that deal that the lender offers and looking at the wider market. Another thing a mortgage advisor will do is respond to all the lender's queries. So you, once you applied, you might have got some strange questions um, or difficult questions, I should say, that you had to find the answer to. Your mortgage advisor will answer all of that for you. Once you've met them initially, you shouldn't have to have any contact with a bank, with anything like that. They'll do all the paperwork, they'll fill in all the forms for you, take away all the hassle. 
you should have one point of contact, no call centres, nice and simple. Do mortgage brokers have access to different deals to what a lender would offer? Yes, sometimes they do. So we, as part of OpenWork, have... What's OpenWork? OpenWork is a network of financial advisors. We Lenders offer exclusive deals to us for being part of OpenWork, which, for example, you couldn't get if you went on a comparison site to find. But given the balanced side of it, some lenders offer deals which are only available direct to customers. See. Normally, the broker or the mortgage advisor does have access to good enough deals. How important is it that your advisor is part of a big brand? You mentioned OpenWork there, but obviously you get a lot of sole traders who are just who aren't part of a don't have a big corporate name behind them i don't think that makes a difference don't be put off by someone who if they're on their own and they're a sole trader as long as they are competent at their job they've got the qualifications their fees are reasonable and you have a good relationship with them um then i i I wouldn't worry if they're not with a big company and how can how can you find a mortgage broker I would say the best way to find a mortgage advisor is to ask a friend or relative for a personal recommendation. That's what I would say. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast and you don't have anyone to ask, you're welcome to get in touch um, direct. Um, You can go online. There's websites like VouchFor, Unbiased. You could just Google, find me a mortgage advisor. Because websites such as VouchFor, they rate their advisors, don't they? Yeah, we're actually on Vouchful, so people can look us up. Um, And what that does, it's quite interesting that clients get the opportunity. We send them a link when we finish looking after them. They can then go online and leave us a review. And Vouchful will check that it's a genuine review. And we don't get to see it before it's posted, so we don't know what rating we're going to get. We're not on Unbiased, um, because I was a bit put off when Unbiased contacted us and said, would you like to come on our website? I thought, that sounds great, an Unbiased review. Um, but then they say you've got to pay more if you want to be higher up on their list. And I thought, okay. well, that doesn't sound unbiased to me. Right. So we ha- we haven't gone on there. You think that gives a, a fair view of why or why not to use a mortgage advisor? I do. If you want to get in touch with us, you could email joshua at topfs.co.uk or at Josh Gersler with any mortgage questions that you have. Or if you want to send me nice comments and questions, I'm on mark, M-A-R-C at cavendishcontent.com. I'm a Twitter at Mark Schoffman and we, you can contact the podcast on Twitter at in for a penny pod one. And indeed. So that's the um, last of our current mortgage series. We probably will revisit mortgages again. Sure, we'll discuss sure it again in the future. About. So should we run through what hopefully people have now learned and what you may have missed out on? Yeah. So episode one, we spoke about the home buying process, searching for a property, the different types of websites, making offers, speaking to estate agents, and things like solicitors, exchange and completion. Then we went on to the mortgage process where we discussed what you need, what needs to go on the application forms and the affordability criteria, the importance of your credit report. Episode three, we spoke about things like deposits, how to save for a deposit, how much you can borrow, loan to value, um, negative equity. Then we discussed how you repay your mortgage and the difference between interest-only and repayment products. Mortgage 5 was mortgage options, fixed rates. Mortgage 5? Did I just say mortgage I thought I did. Episode 5 was fixed rates, tracker rates, fees, stamp duty. Then the final episode, which is the one that's currently in your ears, we discussed why and why not, why you may need a mortgage broker and why not. 
So we hope that's given you an insight into the process. If it's helped you get on the ladder, let us know. And maybe we'll have a chat with you. Yeah. And also, if, it, if you find this has helped you and been interesting, please leave us a review. Um, the reviews help other people find us and us being able to have fun and educate your fellow listeners. But for now, thank you for being in for a penny.